G'day listeners, welcome to the Braintainment Podcast. This show is an interesting mix between pop culture and personal development with a very wide range of guests that come on the show for a chat from the sports space, philosophy, health and fitness, entertainment and everything in between. The idea is to entertain or to educate you guys and hopefully sometimes both, either through just myself or with the guests that come on the show as we explore different ideas and concepts and have some really interesting conversations. The mission with the Brain Taming Podcast is to raise a million dollars, and that all starts with uh, building an audience and a platform. So thank you for tuning in. Our goal is to raise a million dollars towards brain injury recovery and research. So if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and family, and be sure to subscribe. With that said, strap in and enjoy this episode. Hello all, thank you very much for pressing play on another episode of the Brain Taming Podcast. Today's going to be short and sharp. It's going to be to the point and packed with a few really, really powerful ideas, at least I think anyway, and we'll unpack them briefly, but like I just touched on, it's going to be short and sharp. We're not joined by an expert or a special guest on this particular episode. We're stuck with just me. I've done a couple of these in the past, but look, I really felt compelled this morning to share a few ideas that have just been paramount in my own journey, particularly in the last well, I mean, throughout 2020, I know it's been a, a bit of a head fuck for a lot of people, but um, I wanted to touch on a few ideas around the framework for thinking that has come up in a lot of conversations that I've had with people on this show. And that's been, uh, I guess, one of the fortunate byproducts of this process of connecting with really interesting people is you pick apart their brains and you start to digest what's worked for them, what hasn't, and then really start um constructing and architecting your own psychology, which I'll touch on in just a moment. But just to get really specific about the context of this show, I wanted to explore five uh, ideas that construct my own framework for thinking. So it's more of a broader conversation uh, vis-a-vis the specific nitty-gritty, okay? Uh, Now, that is insanely important to know exactly what to do and when, Um, but I'm approaching this quick chat more from a place of, hey, I'm very much in the trenches with you guys um, on my own journey and really just falling in love with the process, which again, I'll touch on in just a moment. Uh, Not so much an expert, and I certainly don't have all the answers. I'll be the first to put my hand up and uh, point that out, but I do have a framework for thinking that's been really useful that helps me attack challenges, problems, opportunities, things of that nature. So with that context, now established, let's dive in. So this is five ideas that I want you to marinate in and consider, digest, and then do with it what you will. You don't have to fucking agree with me, um, but these are five things that uh, construct the way I approach the world, okay? Now, the first is a fundamental belief and understanding that our North Star, our guiding light, if you will, is to feel good. It's optimal brain chemistry, right? Everything else is strategy. So career, family, things of that nature. When you ask them what their values are, they'll list off a few things. All those things, in my opinion, at least from my own uh, experience and perspective, they're all just strategies to work towards the same universal North Star for all of us, which is optimal brain chemistry, right? Now, we won't go too much into the science and geek out uh, today, um, but I think that's a really powerful way to consider anything that you're diving into, right? What is going to make me feel good? Now, at some points in time, I just want to use 2020 for an example. I know a lot of us are stuck at home, particularly the Melburnians like us. And yeah, it is a bit of a head fuck a lot of the time. There's a lot of people sharing on the woes of 2020, what to do, tactics to balance mental health and things of that nature. And it's amazing. These conversations need to be explored. Um, But I think something 
that gets missed a lot is that it's very fundamental level. <laughs> the most important thing is to feel good, right? So part of that is trial and error. And this is, I'm going to talk about something in a moment in terms of falling in love with learning, but part of it is trial and error to find out what works well for you. And that's where we'll differ. And that's essentially why I do want to go to, into too much of the do this now, um, consider this now uh, conversation. I wanted to make it more broader because um, a lot of the tactics do vary for people. But if you recall, or sorry, if you remember that your North Star is optimal brain chemistry, you can start making moves accordingly. Now, some days, particularly during lockdown, it may make sense to relax. You might have had a big workout, a stressful day. You might have drained your cognitive functionality the day or two prior. It might make more sense to have a little bit more relaxed approach um, and kind of roll with the punches, so to speak. Absolutely. Now, that said, sometimes, and this is where it comes down to nuance, and this is a whole other conversation. Um, I really want to keep this one short and sharp, though. As long as you are aware that what you're working towards is is, is feeling good, then it just makes uh, your decision-making a lot less challenging, right? Clarity gives you power. Indecision is the thief of opportunity. It's also the thief of joy. It's absolutely the thief of or thief of decision-making, right? So um, having that clarity that feeling good is what you're working towards means you can make moves accordingly. Um, they're going to make sense. Now, just getting back to that point I was illustrating just before, sometimes it might make sense during this 2020 lockdown to be a little bit more relaxed. Sometimes it may make sense to push through and work towards your goals and create a sense of purpose and direction and secrete dopamine and that feel good, go out and get it. Um, even when at the moment you may not feel like it, um, maybe working towards your career goals or a new project or, or something of that nature might make more sense. Another really good example I like to give is if you're out in the town having a few drinks and a lot of this demographic that listen to this show is sort of that 22 to 38 years old um, age range, but hey, mad laugh and shout out to everyone who's outside, outside that uh, age range. But the point I want to make is if you're out in the town having a few drinks, partying, being social, the social side of things is fucking awesome. Um, and that is paramount to our well-being. But <laughs> decision-making should come down to what's going to feel good. You may not need 100 beers or, you know, too many vodkas and write yourself off um, just to fit in. And I'll talk about social norms in a moment. But um, making decisions on what's going to help you feel good in the moment, the following day, throughout the week, it gives us clarity. Hopefully that makes sense. The second idea I want to explore is the word neuroplasticity. It's getting explored a lot in today's conversations online and um, with thought leaders and social influencers, which is fucking amazing because it needs the attention it's getting. Neuroplasticity is exactly what it sounds like. It's the our neurology, our brain functionality. It's essentially our brain's ability to be plastic, to be malleable, to shift at any age. Now, we could riff on this for a long, long, long time, but I don't want to go down the rabbit hole too much. I think it's fucking powerful um, to really embody the idea and reality that our brains at any age can change. You can learn new skills. You can create new values and beliefs about the world, the people around you, and your fucking self, right? Identity is a whole other conversation, but it traps so many of us the way we see ourselves, right? Those things, what seems so foundational and unwavering can be changed. And that is the beauty of neuroplasticity. As soon as you understand that and you geek out on some of the science and you realize it's not just hyperbole, it's not just um, ambiguous, ethereal ideas, it's hard factual science that our brain can change. And yes, it is harder as an adult than it is as a fucking seven-year-old. Absolutely. But it's not impossible. It's very, very plausible. When you get that, everything just seems a little bit more hopeful 
because it's fucking hard. Any particular challenge or problem you're facing, whether it's psychological or with your workplace or whatever it might be, there's all kinds of shit, right? <laughs> Again, a whole other conversation. Uh, but I find just understanding that the brain can change. I can build new skill sets, not just in the physical world that have utility to get me you know, further ahead in my career or to move me to in the direction of my goals, but I can also start to optimize on my psychology. I can go from feeling deplorable about myself to fucking amazing about myself and that isn't hyperbole it's just it's just facts so neuroplasticity is an important word and idea to really marinate in um, before you then start going down the path of you know mastering all the actual tactics and strategy to you know work towards whatever you're moving towards the third idea is that mental health is brain health and just flipping the narrative, changing the conversation a little bit and the idea that there is a recipe. Now, I'm not going to dwell on this too much because I'm sure as hell not an expert. I'm not qualified to go into the nitty-gritty of mental health um, and we've, you know, I've spoken pretty openly on this show about my own challenges but I like the idea of embodying this concept that mental health is brain health because it makes it less um, ambiguous and more tangible. There is a recipe. If, if, if we're not feeling the way we should be feeling, something's askew. It's not – and, yeah, it can be a challenging time trying to identify what that is and then rectify it, but there is a recipe. Um, and I'm going to do a conversation on, on another episode and go into the details of what I've found to be helpful for my own mental health. Um, you know, I've had my own journey and I know a lot of us have, so hopefully that will be valuable too. But this is more about the idea. Mental health is brain health. So if we're feeling flat, uh, just disgustingly <laughs> flat right now, which, I mean, obviously there's a lot of factors at play, um, that can change. Maybe it's our physical biology that we need to optimize with food, you know, the right diet, uh, movement, sleep is a massive one. So attacking the biology is one part of it. Uh, more abstract concepts like having a sense of uh, purpose and intentional intentionality and clarity of how we go about our day um, are actually really tangible ideas too because it secretes the right amounts of dopamine, serotonin, um, lowers cortisol, things like that when you've got those things in place. So when you understand the science of what's going on in the brain, you can start to see how um, symptoms like anxiety and depression and things of that nature really show up in the world. Um, but again, it is a fucking long slog for a lot of people. So all the respect in the world and again, I've... Um, I'll share a bit more on my own journey in detail, perhaps at a later time. But um, looking at it from a place of how can I optimize my brain makes it gives us a sense of agency a little bit more so than the idea of mental health, which just seems so ethereal. The fourth idea is to fall in love with learning, right? Um, I can't say it enough. I don't have all the answers, but I hope, if anything, you listen to this with curiosity and an openness and you digest it and then come up with what feels good for you, right? So I like to talk about this idea of the filter. I think this is huge, right? Particularly in the world of personal development, self-improvement, um, there's a lot of information. That we're, none of us are short for information. Just jump onto YouTube, Instagram. Everyone's putting out content, myself included, obviously with the major or the primary goal I hope to, ha to help people and to add value. Um, but like I alluded to earlier, there's very few universal laws um, that work for absolutely everyone on this planet. So having a filter is really important, but it all starts with falling in love with learning, books, podcasts, social content um, and channels with the right people is brilliant, but fucking filter it through what's going to work for you. Okay, so step one is fall in love with learning, continually learn, and there's a whole bunch of science that is around the learning process in terms of the neurotransmitters and, and molecules that it secretes in the brain in terms of feeling good, which goes back to that first point of 
uh, our North Star, right? It's optimizing brain chemistry, falling in love with learning and having some sort of practice every single day, whether it's reading, podcast, optimizing skill acquisition on the job. Um, all these things are just factors that go into continually learning, which is ultimately going to add up as one of the key ingredients to brain chemistry, right? But remember just to filter through what's going to work for you. And then the last one is a fun one, and it's, to, it's this idea of just fuck social norms, right? <laughs> um, again, we could riff on this for a very long period of time, but a lot of the work that I want to do with brain tame is, uh, is to bleed pop culture with personal development, self-improvement. These sort of conversations make them far more sexy and far more prevalent um, because at the end of the day, who is anyone to tell you how to live your life? Now, it sounds like so so cliche and trivial and um, almost authoritarian. I apologize if it does, but I really want all of us to embrace this idea that social norms and constructs are very confining at times. Now, the obvious one is, is social media comparison. Um, whether you're you know, a young girl or an older gentleman, it doesn't matter. Everyone has a lot of the same challenges where we see a particular lifestyle or belief system. We think that that is how we should be operating or be, uh, or the, the certain level of success we should have attained already. You know, all the cliches are there, but it's insanely um, potent and a real pandemic, I think, in, in today's society and culture. So hopefully we can slowly move in the direction of shifting that. But I can't encourage you enough to just right off the idea of social norms, how you should show up in the world, whether it's with friends, family. Um, and something A really powerful idea that, idea that I heard recently was by my homie Jay Shetty. Um, and he, he actually said that it, I am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I am what you think I am. Right? I just want to say that one again because I think it's really, really cool. I am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I am, though, what I think you think I am, right? So it just goes to the idea that I've had, we, are, we, we show up in, the, in, in friend circles and, and social worlds in a certain way based on how we think the world wants to see us. So, that, I mean, that's just one, one idea around societal constructs. But um, these ideas are going to keep us prisoner to exploring new ideas to trialing new things it's going to make us far more afraid of failure and ridicule and things of that nature but i can't tell you how powerful it is to be so much more interested in the reputation you have with yourself when you look in the fucking mirror at home all by your lonesome than your reputation with the greater world um so i'm just going to leave it there because otherwise i'll just keep going for hours and we're already getting a bit on in this episode but uh just to recap Idea number one, your North Star is to feel good. Optimize brain chemistry and all your decision-making should follow that. Sometimes it's to go, go, go and to work hard and work towards goals and secrete dopamine. Sometimes it's to relax, look after your body, let the cellular replenishment process take place and secrete serotonin, the feel-good calming hormone, things of that nature, right? Trial and error. The second idea is neuroplasticity. You can fucking change. I don't care what you think. I don't care what anyone else says. The science is in. You can change at the most fundamental level, which is your brain. The third idea is that mental health equals brain health, and there is always a recipe to optimize it. The fourth idea is to fall in love with learning. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is just one one way to do so. I hope you got something of value, but just remember to filter. What Be far, far more interested in constructing your own personal philosophy than just getting all the information and trying to execute every single idea but it starts with learning. And the fifth idea is just to completely write off social norms. Fuck social norms, you do you. Um, obviously, it's within the confines of the law, <laughs> um, but it's very liberating when you start realizing that your reputation with yourself is the most important thing. So let that be your guiding light.
Thanks again for listening to this episode. If you did enjoy it, if you got some sort of value from the episode, please do us a favor and subscribe to the channel. We've got lots more to come and share it with your friends and family. It all helps our mission of raising a million dollars towards brain injury recovery and research. So please share the podcast and I look forward to sharing more with you on another episode.